0: So hello and welcome to the 38th episode of the Spotlight Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada, where we discuss the hot topics and important news in the real estate industry. So I'm your host, Linus Kilius. With me, as always, is Aaron Richardson. How's it going, Aaron?
1: Good, Linus. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Aaron is a broker and general manager of Century 21 Heritage Group. Aaron has an extensive background in online marketing, technology, and customer service. And I'm the head of business development at the real estate marketing company, Homania. So you're a new agent. The business can be daunting to get started in. You've got the drive, but very little experience, very few leads and the feeling that you're a fish out of water. So who do you turn to? Brokers, management trainers are great resources, but what about your peers? Other agents at your office are invaluable assets when starting on real estate. So how do you leverage them as a resource? On the flip side, if you're an experienced agent, how can you utilize new agents to help further your business? Mentoring has its benefits for both sides. Before we talk about this, Aaron, what's been going on with home trust? We were talking about this a bit before uh, off camera there. The company's been in the news quite a bit recently.
1: Yeah, so home capital, I guess, is a parent uh, company, and home trust is uh, a part of home uh, home capital. And uh, I guess in general, and I'm not an expert in any of this, but just what I've been uh, following with regards to uh, the whole home capital stuff is um, uh, their stock fell drastically. Um, I guess they've had some issues with um, some fraudulent uh, brokers and whatnot. Uh, Not that it doesn't happen at every bank, but they uh, let a couple of their big brokers, uh, a couple of big brokers, um, I guess, off their system uh, because of the fraudulent stuff back in 2014. And then there was allegations that maybe they didn't disclose to their um, shareholders every all the details of that so you know there's been some uh problems there and then i know they had some something to do with their deposits being uh withdrawn or, or they've lost some deposit not lost but um some deposits had uh i guess um not been either given or i'm not sure exactly how it works but um but anyway so all this is in the media and, and the fact that they have to borrow two billion dollars from and they're doing i think from rbc um, at a 22% interest rate, I guess, effective interest rate at 22%. And they've just uh, you know, removed, I guess, $1 billion of it at 10%. And so all the sort of stuff that's happening. But um, it's not good for, for that uh, company, obviously. So,
0: how does this affect real estate agents in general? Why should anyone really be concerned in the industry about the, these issues going on with Home Trust?
1: And that's where yeah, I guess a bit more of my knowledge comes in, in, in the sense that um, Home Trust has always been a we consider a B lender, which is you know higher ratio people that you know might need certain packages in order to get uh, type uh, the, those type of mortgages in order to get approved, and uh, they've always been a, a good sort of uh, I guess a lender to go to, and I, apparently they're the largest one, largest B lender in in Canada. So. Um, on our side this may affect things because they've really tightened up I mean obviously they want to make sure that things are now going smoothly and so just you know tightening up all their lending practices to make sure everybody's doing things you know properly and above board so um, which should have been done from the beginning but you will get a lot of um, maybe agents that uh, have have clients that are not maybe getting their money the right way. And I was, I was wondering are,
0: how you're gonna say that politically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, and if you're if you're selling the house, you just have to again make sure you're qualifying and make sure, you know, ask where their where their money's you know, where, where have they been pre approved? I mean we never really went into a huge detail on the buyers um, finances before. You'd ask, you know, do they have a pre approval, maybe give us a letter, that sort of stuff. But uh, some of the questions might might now be, you know, who are you lending through? How, what type of mortgage are they getting? Are they going through a traditional bank? Are they having to go to trust companies and are you using a broker? All that kind of, all those nice questions you can ask when uh, somebody's in a listing presentation and, uh, or sorry, uh, an offer presentation and you have buyers that are submitting these offers.
0: How... Frequent. I mean, you were saying that Home Trust is probably the top, or maybe not top, but uh, the most popular B lender uh, in Canada. Is this a very popular uh, route that a lot of clients potentially go to?
1: I think so. I, I think it is. Uh, I mean, say it's you know all the business that's happening, but it, it's a good. You know, I've always heard of Home Trust, and uh, that's always the name that gets thrown around in terms of like your first line of Home Trust and some of the other ones that are out there. But. Um, I know it's a big one, and I know that uh, speaking to the mortgage uh, brokers that uh, that I deal with and the people that I know, um, they're saying, yeah, that's going to have an effect. You know, it's it's going to be a little bit harder. They were sort of a go-to to go to for uh, these these type of mortgages.
0: So, if you're working with someone who you know tells you, yeah, I've been pre-approved through Home Trust, what would you what would you say to them, or what would you do in that? I would situation? say
1: I would say great because now <laughs> everything's so. You know, if you've been uh, approved or maybe have a full approval, that's that's a good thing. I mean, I'm sure they've tightened it up so much that uh, they're probably harder to get a mortgage through now than some of the other ones. So um, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, there is some uneasy feelings about whether or not that company is going to stick around. But um, all the brokers are saying the same thing: although they'll still be around, whether or not they get bought out eventually, or whether or not they get you know but it's too big of a lender in order for uh even the government to allow it to go under Mm -hmm. obviously similar to what the u.s and you know you hear some of the stuff in the media again media can blow things out of the water on things um but i i I had i listened to one guy said yeah this is exactly what happened in the u.s and all you know the sky is gonna fall again and uh, he was he was saying this is the start of what happened down there and the big bubble and all this sort of stuff and of course i think uh Cl- uh, clear heads are leveled after a few days and uh, there was some more media that was like, yeah, no, this isn't, <laughs> you know, we're a completely different situation than when the U.S. U.S. was in with insured back mortgages and all this sort of stuff. So.
0: Oh, for sure. It's a completely different situation. And no, I don't 100%. think the sky is falling at all in this case.
1: No, no. But you know, you will see some uh, media out there that will seem make it seem that way. And uh, I don't know if it's the timing and whether or not this was a timing and a political move um, in order to bring this stuff up so that it does have a you know a bit of an impact an impact on certain you know like the Toronto market for example that uh, it's got a boom going right now, so just to kind of ease ease the markets, um, but uh, it's definitely the stuff that's in the news right now. I mean you'll hear a lot of it so.
0: You always have to be careful of the news cycles, too. Uh, it's in the news outlet's best interest to make things seem more enticing, right? Uh, especially uh, of late, it seems that that is becoming more the trend, too. So you just have to take things with a grain of salt when you hear them in the media and make sure you temper expectations on whatever they're talking about.
1: Now I'll jump on the other side and say I think it's only going to get worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
1: Not, I, I do believe this mortgage fraud thing is a lot bigger than people think, and it's not just home trust that it's happening with. A lot of lenders are letting things through without uh, doing their due diligence to check and make sure verified income. They're providing letters that are falsified. And I know that happens. And I didn't realize it until I got into the management end of things and start to see a lot of transactions happen. But I'm looking at uh, income letters. And real estate agents that are trying to do things the right way are bringing these income letters and saying, I don't think this person makes this much. And uh, we look into it, and it is mortgage fraud. And we put an end to it. And I think, oh, we'll just call somebody that uh, takes care of this. And it looks like every place that I look you know whether it's uh, the the uh, mortgage industry has something called Fisco it's the same as Rico in the, in the real estate industry and it seems that everybody's afraid to blow the whistle and go to uh, Fisco one because they feel that maybe it's not going to be looked after but second because as soon as you talk to them they look at you and you don't want people to look at you that's you know <laughs> might want to you know, go through all your stuff so it's it's a it doesn't seem like it's a system that's functioning very well right now and I'd be a little concerned On that end of things, that uh, um, that some more of this mortgage fraud stuff is going to come to light and um, and you know curb a little bit of the the market. I mean, if you're out there and you're a real estate agent, you think that something's wrong, don't go through the transaction. Somebody's going to get burned at some point, and there's going to be either jail time or there's going to be major fines. So be very careful.
0: I almost think this might make a, for a good like show on its own too. Maybe we should bring an expert in as a guest and, and talk about this in detail in a future show. Um, but that being said, let's get into our main segment, shall sure. we? We're yeah, talking, we <laughs> yeah, we're talking about um, peer networking as an as a new agent, particularly, or as an experienced agent, uh, you know, taking on newer agents and mentoring them. So, Aaron, is it important to network with your peers in the industry, or can you do it on your own?
1: Oh, you can do it on your own, I guess. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if you want to make it lo- go a lot smoother and, and look for better opportunities and ways to improve and learn and all the rest of it, it's best to uh, definitely network within uh, the, your own uh, the agent community, we'll call it.
0: So if you're a new agent, you're, you're coming in, you know, you're know, you bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, but you don't really know anyone at the office, maybe outside of the Pavilion Recruity or the trainers, like, how do you start? Networking amongst your peers is it just a matter of chatting to people in the office. How do you yeah. how do you breach those? Everyone's busy, right?
1: Yeah, and and that's and that's the thing is is some of them uh, some of the agents that uh, you you might want to reach out to, uh, you're going to get the sort of door closed fairly quickly. Uh, they just don't have the time to speak or you know network amongst what, the, the people that uh, you know are in the offices. But I think there's a lot of agents that do uh, also help so maybe go to your manager and ask the best ones to to, to contact or talk to but there's a lot of uh, other groups and stuff that you can um, uh, reach out if you're into social media facebook's a great opportunity Uh, i'm on a, a facebook group called real estate hacks and it's a very good uh, group um, to throw out some questions and talk amongst the 7,000 members that are on there, uh, which is a quite quite a robust group of people to to pick their brains and and see that you know what they're talking about in the industry. So I really like that one. Um, you, you know, those are good for information, um, but you still have to get face to face with a lot of real estate agents. So um, attending network events. So I'm going to. You know, mention a couple that I, I I've done over the years. Um, obviously, Realtor Quest with the Toronto Real Estate Board is a good one. Uh, Forty thousand agents get together once a year just to kind of go through all the different industry stuff. So you meet a lot of people there. Uh, Realtor Fest, which is another TREB thing. Uh, so the boards, the boards often, and this is across Canada, all the boards will have social events. So attend the social events, get uh, get involved within the uh, the board, because you will be able to. Um, um, I guess, get a lot of good information from the people there. Uh, there's something called the Young Professional Network. Again, it's um, more of a Facebook group, but they do have uh, events. Uh, barbecues, so within your company, internal company events, that sort of stuff, just to name a few.
0: So let's say you get in there and you start making a lot of friends, you start networking a lot. What, what kind of information or what kind of resources are you looking for when you're networking amongst amongst your peers to turn these yeah. all off? off? ultimately into, you know, business development for yourself?
1: So I think the biggest thing that agents want is leads in business. Um, obviously, you know, information and training and stuff like that's great. But uh, when you're network amongst the agents, um, people don't often think that uh, there's a lot of uh, opportunities there within your own agent community, not just in the public, you know, to get leads. So um, some of the things that you might want to do is ask if you can do some open houses for them. Um, when you get, I guess, I guess more or they get more comfortable with you doing open house and they see some success with you, they may even ask you to, you know, look after their stuff when they go on vacation. You know, there's some opportunities there to make uh, some some money. They'll, they'll uh, you know, do a 25% referral fee or maybe they'll split something 50-50 or, you know, helping out. That gives you gains you experience as well as uh, gives you some money in the pocket. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then there's obviously opportunities there to just to go out and do open, uh, open not open houses, uh, door knocking cold calling, those type, those type of things that you don't really want to do by yourself. Um, you know, it's always more motivational when you can get somebody else that's kind of helping you push you along and you know, if you're going to meet at nine o'clock in the morning and you're meeting somebody else instead of just yourself, you're more likely going to show up. So, you know, that's always good too. So even like-minded, you don't have to go for the top producers or you don't have to, you know, network just with the experienced agents, brand new agents in the business is a great idea too. And that's actually how I started. I I, uh, I partnered up with somebody that was new in the industry and we both started uh, looking for business together and we pooled resources.
0: What if you are one of those top producers and you, maybe you think that you don't have the time for these new agents? Are they a useful resource for you too? You mentioned being able to take some load off your shoulders, potentially doing some open houses for you or you know, maybe foraging a good business relationship there. Um, is there an advantage here for the more experienced agents?
1: Yeah, I, I always looked at uh, who was coming into the industry and if there was any, you know, great talent that, you know, could work either great on our team or just just to work alongside with. And uh, they're always looking and hungry for business. They're they're really uh, energetic and they're they're willing to work hard. So. Um, if you are uh, willing to give a little bit of your time up to, to mentor and coach and train, uh, then uh, I think it'll come back tenfold when they start doing deals and uh, you can get a percentage of those deals because you've got a nice either um, team relationship or just a referral relationship where you can start handing the leads. A lot of busy agents in the office, a little too busy sometimes. So why not uh, work smarter, not harder, and uh, refer some business off to some key people that uh, you know then can trust it put together the deal, and then you'll get 25% or more, even half of what uh, they're making just by handing over a referral.
0: And should you be looking outside the brokerage at all, too? Or just uh, is it better to, to look within your own brokerage for peers? Uh, to to lean on for resources, have so you mentioned a few, you know, conferences yeah. and stuff put on in the public and, and Facebook groups and such too? But uh, is it? I guess obviously there's a bit of a higher barrier if you're if you're approaching agents that aren't part of your brokerage. But is that oh. something that should be done too? Or hey,
1: if you, you want to get in the good books with your owner, and maybe. You know get some leads from the company if they have a lead generation program the best thing to do is look outside because if you can bring in people to the brokerage and a lot of brokers just have some plans there where you might make some extra money off the side too if you you know recruit within uh or bring people into the brokerage so um yeah if there's some talent outside uh it'd be excellent to bring them and get them on board with your company right
0: yeah yeah so what about um some more uh, online resources you mentioned Facebook groups and such, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any other resources or like what kind of information are you looking from there, too? Is it just the same kind Mm -hmm. of thing, just forging relationships and and potentially um, growing your business that way?
1: Yeah, I I think um, I think Facebook is probably the most that I use. Uh, um, LinkedIn is also good. It's more of a professional end of things, So uh, you're less about your cats and dogs and more about business. But uh, uh, so that's always good. Um, If you establish yourself well online Um, the agents within the let's say the sphere online will tend to look to refer you business as well so um, I'll just use a Jill price as an example and Jill is all over real estate hacks. So if you join that site and you see Jill Price, she's commenting daily and daily and daily and she's just this lonely real estate agent up in Bancroft, which is north of way north of Toronto and uh, but she gets all the referrals from Toronto. She I bet you she does a huge business from the uh, from the networking and referrals she gets from the people that know her because she's always engaging on that. So if you're looking to give referrals to receive referrals, those type of networking sites are great. I mean Facebook is is I think uh, would be the best one, but uh, there are other things too. I think in the past shows I've brought up different networking um, apps, even you know like Meetup or um, I think was one of them, and uh, some some apps about you know it's about networking. And one of you know a couple of the networking groups are real estate agents that get together at the local pub, so you know you can get there and get, go there and uh, end up um, meeting up with um, you know just people within your own area, you know different brokerages and just having a drink and talking real estate.
0: Yeah, sure. Do you think it's worthwhile taking the initiative to, you know, set up maybe like these kind of groups or, or whatever too or should just jump in on ones that are pre-existing too? Like even among, like uh, networking groups amongst the office, I guess maybe you can set up, you know, a meeting, like a group with all the new agents at the office kind of thing to spitball yeah. ideas. Like is this something that might be another
1: idea as well or oh, is she just... Fine. Yeah, because sometimes you know you look and see what's available. There's just nothing. You know, you've you've looked around, you've talked around, you've talked, you know, talked about it and all the rest of it uh, amongst the agents, and nobody's given you any really good uh, direction. So why not start, start it yourself? It isn't. If it isn't there. Build it, and uh, maybe that's something that uh, you can really spearhead. Obviously, if you organize the group and if you manage it. Uh, the chance of you getting more referrals or you getting more information it'll come back tenfold so um i tend to think that yeah if, you, if you're starting it you're gonna you're gonna benefit the most
0: yeah. well, it seems like we've got a few good ideas for new agents looking to you know to do networking how to get started is there anything else that you might want to mention too before we close up the show
1: um you know some of the top producers uh out there uh, like to you know they they, don't, they wouldn't turn down a free lunch put it that way so or a free dinner you know so and maybe even invite them out to lunch and say listen i'll just take you out to a nice restaurant for lunch i just want to pick your brain see what you you do differently in your business and and uh you'll be surprised you know um if you if you do take some of these people out they're like yeah nobody's asked me to do this before you know everybody's sort of usually intimidated by them or something and and you invited them out so there's a great opportunity to take these people out for lunch and don't be afraid to do it don't be afraid to ask you will get some no's just like door knocking you're gonna have some people to close the door in there but it's a numbers game if I've seen some really successful uh, new agents uh, come into the business and uh, oh here's the biggest one like show up (laughs) come into the office if you're here Real estate agents are coming in and out all day long. So if you have an office where you can uh, you park yourself and uh, just, I'm not saying spend a lot of time just talking to everybody every day and not getting any work done, but that's part of your time blocking. Spend a couple hours every day walking around the office, talking to the agents and see what's happening in the industry. You'd be surprised just through osmosis what you'll just, you know, oh, what, something just came up from, you know, I have somebody for that. And, you know, you're just talking and networking and it's it definitely um, is a good uh, business practice as well.
0: Well, I guess, you know, being in real estate is fairly social like, in terms of yeah. a, a, a profession, right? Most people are getting in real estate probably because there are people personally, so you'd hope it so. Helps. so everyone else is who's in it too i like they might be busy and such but you know they've got that type of personality you'd you'd assume in most cases and like you said no one turns down the free lunch i think the best advice i ever got from someone was never turn down free food and i've been trying to live by that for most of my life so um
1: Uh, one of the things too sorry before we uh close off agent open houses and public open houses excellent source of uh information um you should be seeing houses anyway um you know I, I am surprised how many people get into the industry and don't go out and see houses. That's your product. You need to know the 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 market and uh, they're not out there. So either book uh, pre-inspections, uh, which is always good, or if you uh, if your community does have agent open houses, get out to them, talk to the agents, network amongst the agents, and then network network amongst the agents that are hosting the open houses. You know go in and you know spend a half hour talk talking about business with uh, whoever's got the open house going. It's a great a great way to meet people in the industry.
0: For sure. Well, I'm I'm excited too because we've also, I feel like we've got a new topic for an upcoming show now talking about uh, the mortgage fraud. So completely different from what we're talking about today. Um, But I think we've got a lot of good information here for those new agents looking to to expand their networking group and learn and just trying to figure out how to get their foot in the door. Um, So if you like the show, you can subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts online. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites. You can watch this and past shows at spotlightcentury 21ca slash podcast. If you need to reach us, you can email us anytime at podcast at homania.com. That's podcast H-O-M as in Mary, E-A-N as in Nancy, I-A dot com. So this podcast is brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program, an exclusive marketing package available only to Century 21 agents in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive internet marketing strategy for their listings and provide high-quality HDR photography, Stunning HD video tours, cutting edge responsive website, and an extensive advertising system that helps sell your listings faster, sell them for more money, impress your clients, and generate leads. Find it with some top agents are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.central21.ca today. Aaron, thanks again as always. Thanks Linus. Everyone, thanks for watching. Have a great week.